Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Jingle balls to the wall, gentlemen. Listen up. It's time to gear up and give yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, so why not do the same below? The Perfect Package also comes with a pair of Manscaped Boxer Briefs and the Crop Reviver Toner, which will keep your junk feeling fresh. Give yourself the gift of below-the-belt grooming this holiday season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Again, that's promo code BIGHEADS for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Clean up below the belt this holiday season and make Santa proud by going to manscaped.com today. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Andy and I are back a day after Roma defeat Brescia 3-0 in their league match. It's been a while since Andy and I have gotten together uh, with the international break. Having been last week, we are finally here to discuss the latest on Roma. Uh, We also missed some news with the ownership group, so we'll get into that as well. But let's start with the match. Andy, um, pretty convincing victory. I... I don't know about you, but I have to say I was a bit worried um, given the form that they entered the international break with, but certainly that was one of their better performances of the season. You know that it's international break when our good friend David Amoyal uh, starts reviewing movies on his uh, uh, Twitter account. When when David when David thinks he's the new Roger Ebert, that's that's when you know that football needs to come back as soon as possible. And thankfully, it did. Um, and and you know, in a winning fashion. So we have that. Uh, I must say, I, I you know, uh, I I was I worried. Uh, after the first half, I was. Um, and you know, uh, the victory was was good, and in the second half we dominated. But there were still some issues that you know, to me, still stand out about this team. Um, that in you know, in order for this team to really uh, be able to impose themselves in these next few games, that will be uh, uh, certainly a big test, especially this game uh, away in Istanbul, and uh, well. Inter, uh, Conte's Inter, definitely a big test. Um, in order for 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 Roma to be able to to get over the hump, uh, they they need to fix these uh, these these issues. And to me, uh, at least the the main uh, issues that stood out in this game against Brescia was the attack that was still sterile. Um, I know we scored three goals, but um, that was from set pieces. That was from, you know, uh, uh, headed efforts by uh, uh, we had two goals from uh, two defenders and an assist from a defender. Um, So that's not going to happen on a regular basis. 
and then the the issue of uh, the substitutions of of players that uh like like Perotti uh, uh like Under who are still clearly not game ready in my opinion and you know also the big question mark of Mkhitaryan um if we if we can sweep that under the rug, I, I think it was a convincing effort, and uh, uh, the, the 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 major major standout, the major thing that should be praised is the defense right now. Yeah, I agree. So go, going back to that um, that question mark or those worries that you had, are you saying that what bothers you is a lack of productivity from the substitutes who enter? Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. I, you know, I can't. I, I, I seriously. Perotti used to be a player that I enjoyed watching because I thought he was extremely skillful in a team that wasn't necessarily as skillful as he was. He was. He, he would, uh, uh, um, you know, elevate the technical level of the team. And right now, whenever he's on the pitch. Um, he doesn't look comfortable, uh, you know, gives away too too many times the ball, um, is prone to make cheap fouls uh, in, in, in key moments of a game. And, you know, we were beating Brescia 3-0, but you, you still want to see this game secured and you still want to see some productivity from your bench. You still want to see the bench players give some sort of effort and Perotti is is not there and I expect more from him. I also expect more from Under. Uh, I hope that when when we're going to play these next few games he's going to be a, a major contributor because you know that's the problem is that we are sterile in attack. We we complain about Clivert. Uh, uh uh we complain sometimes about Zaniolo's um I don't know uh, his, his tendency to, to, you know, to go for the home run on his own. Um, Jekyll for, you know, not not being able to get more shots off. Uh, but at the same time, we can't really point fingers at, at, at substitutes who deserve game time because right now that's, that's the biggest question mark to me. Well, it's interesting because I, I thought with – it was interesting. So Pellegrini, he returns, and Pastore immediately yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the day before gets injured again. But I thought Pellegrini – it was sort of a reminder of what Roma have been lacking, I feel like. Now, Pastore has stepped in well. I don't think anybody is going to deny that. It's easily been his best spell since he's been at the club. But I think Pellegrini adds a bit of a new dynamic – I want to go back to what you said about Under, though. I actually thought Under looked pretty good. For me, the biggest difference that Under brings than any other of the wingers is he at least looks like he can score yeah, a goal yeah, yeah. anytime he has the ball at his feet. I can't say that about Pedalti. Yeah. I cannot say that about Clivert. Clivert, again, yesterday, um, probably the worst on the pitch. Now, that's not much of an insult because I thought everybody played relatively well, but I tweeted out, for me, Clivert is such an amazing figure in the sense that he has the ability to do things that are so world-class. His ceiling is so high, but he also has an incredibly low floor where he'll do just the stupidest things that you would never expect from somebody at his level. The variance between the highs and lows with him baffle me, and I wish he could find some balance. Oh well, yeah. I mean, yesterday I I remember there was a, a 
a moment in the second half where uh, he did a brilliant move and sort of managed to to escape two defenders um went on the wing to and and, and you know instead of crossing it or passing it into the box he he took a shot off um and that shot was extremely weak and it went into the goalkeeper's hands and so every time roma can uh dominate going forward every time they 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 tend to look scary as Fonseca has pointed out we always seem to get that final touch wrong um the positive is that we've had numerous chances of going forward so this team is not afraid to do it it just sometimes it seems it seems to me that it lacks uh, the means to um to just to just go for it and and you know and come out of it with a goal because against Brescia, I, I'm saying again this the the three goals were great but um, look at the circumstances those goals were 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 made in and you know when I mean what I want to see more often is I don't know if you remember the goal by Mikitarian against uh, uh, Sassuolo, um, his first game for Roma. Uh, well, his only real contribution to this team so far, but that goal was was a, a perfect counterattack. That that was a clinical play. That was a, a a player that knew how to score the ball. Right now, we don't have that. Um, at least for now, we, it doesn't seem like. I, I hope to be surprised, and that's why I also agree with you. Under, I've always said it. His best quality is his unpre- unpredictability, and and that he has the the. The, the despite his figure, the, despite sometimes he can be frustrating. If he wants to, he can score some real bangers, and I think right now Roma are in uh, in extreme need of it. Yeah, I think so too. And I think with him on the pitch now, I think that drastically alters things for Jekyll because it will open things up for him. Given Clivert, um and I, I guess Zaniolo, too. I, I, I don't really consider him a threat from deep, particularly outside the area. I mean, look at how many goals Zaniolo has scored from outside the box versus Jengis. I, I think it's not even a comparison. So I think when you have Under back on the pitch, I think that will open things up and give more space to Jekyll in the final third. Um, but going forward now, because we are starting to see everybody slowly creep back from injury, which is obviously a positive. Given what we saw against Brescia and before the international break, what would you prefer or who would you prefer to see in attack? What approach do you think they'll take? For me, I, I think it almost indefinitely points to Clivert perhaps going to the bench because I think we forget because it's been so long. I just remember how much intelligence Mkhitaryan brings, and I think he brings a dynamic that Roma currently don't have in attack. And he just adds something that Cliver just simply isn't capable of. Well, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure we are going to see um, Mikatarian uh, play at least in the Verona game. You know, with with Zaniolo being out, um, because I agree with you. You know, you you need youth, but you also need a little bit of experience there. And Jacob definitely needs more support because it's you know it, it's it's. Um, it's unthinkable to me that it's unfathomable to be to 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 see that uh, Jekyll's only a real big chance has come from a pass from Mancini, which was brilliant. Mancini gets the ball back, um, goes in for a tackle, gets the ball back, goes forward, sprints forward, does a beautiful pass forward, uh, launches the ball into Jekyll's feet. 
and Jacob finally manages to get a, a powerful shot off. Um, and then uh, the goal that came from uh, uh, Smalling's header. So uh, again, those are you, you need to you need to give him more chances um, because we know that Jekyll uh, is one that needs you know time and time again he needs a chance after chance to really deliver to really impose himself on the score sheet and. Uh, Mkhitaryan certainly can help. He can certainly help with <laughs> with the IQ level of this team uh, going forward. And I think it would it would do some good to to Clivert. Certainly, you know, uh, with all the injuries, he's been a key player for Fonseca, and I think Fonseca has a, sees a lot of good things in him. But uh, sometimes it, it would probably do him some good to to get a bit of bench time and uh, to sit back and you know think actually think about the things he can improve upon. Um, other than that, you know this team, uh, I, I I I you know just look at the statistics. This team right now has a midfield that has been working despite the injuries despite having Vertu only the, being the only one who played game in game out for in that position for so many uh, months uh, now Diawara is back and he actually looked comfortable against Brescia he had a good game um he, he, had, he was he, great. He had he a good really game good. for 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 you know for a first real starting game uh, uh, after all this time I think he was really solid and I hope to see more of him because I think it would do him some good to see that you know the effort is appreciated um and again the the defense i don't want to jinx anything um knock on wood i don't um uh, the defense is 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 has really stepped up um and it's you know it's probably the brightest spot of this team right now yeah i completely agree um so now we have the europa league on thursday and Roma find themselves in this very precarious position where we, we thought qualification was not even a question to where now Roma have to win this very, 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 very difficult fixture in Istanbul. I actually had a couple of people tweet at me after the win against Brescia, and they were saying, just punt the Europa League now. Um, Roma look good in the league. Why risk the injuries? What are your thoughts? Listen, I, I, I've said on here time and time again, I think Roma need a win. I don't care what competition it is, the Copa, the League, Europa League. I'm not in favor of that. But what are your feelings? What are your thoughts of this Europa League fixture coming up now? Whatever the result, the final result may be, uh, this game is all about attitude, in my opinion. And, you know, um, we've seen in the past Roma uh, play so scared, uh, rattled by often, you know, uh, uh, unfriendly environments and uh, difficult stadiums. Talk about difficult environments. You know, you're going to Turkey. We've already talked about this. It's it's a whole different world and how they interpret football. Um, and it's going to be hell. But, I, you know, I don't care if we win, if we lose, if we draw. The most important thing is that I see a Roma that is there and, and plays. And, and, you know, plays with a purpose. Doesn't let the opponent control the tempo of the game. We have to be able to utilize our strengths. And... You know, the task is going to be extremely difficult. You have a team that I think went undefeated since uh, uh, we beat them at the Olympico. Um, this is not going to be a walk in the park. But uh, I, what I need to see is a team that is prepared and knows what they're in for. 
So shifting gears now, we uh, we didn't talk about because we, we had the international break and we weren't able to record, but we did not talk about this whole me- I, I won't call it a mess, but it's very confusing. This ownership deal with Roma, Palotta, this new group from America who are interested in potentially, potentially acquiring the Gelarossi. They are Houston-based club, the Friedkin Group. What I, I have to say, I when we initially saw these claims uh, that were discovered by good friends, uh, Sandra Ostini, Filippo Biafora, and they've been doing great reporting regarding this entire thing. So I have to. Uh, yeah, nobody knew anything. Uh, nobody knew anything before before they delivered the goods. All of a sudden, after they published what they published, uh, everybody was an expert in and how much Palota wants and what the offer is. Blah 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 blah. It, it's it's very interesting, and I'm I'm sending you a screenshot now because I literally just had someone send me a direct message saying I have information about the Boston owners of Roma. Um, just <laughs> I, I just sent you a screenshot of it. Anyway, um, so I'll be honest, I I have never heard of this group before. I know very little about them. I have been doing as much digging as I can in recent days, and I have learned a couple of things. So this group, they're led by Dan Friedkin. He is a billionaire, very famous, very involved with movies, cinema, uh, involved in Top Gun. (laughs) Um, He is worth, or I should say he has a net worth four times that of current president James Palalta. So if you look at Forbes... Yeah, that was that was that was yeah. what I googled so first. You, uh, yeah. If you look at Forbes, they they say Palotta is worth just over one billion American dollars. Um, they that same source Forbes, they say Dan Freakin is worth just over four billion American dollars. Other than that, I know this guy is slightly involved with the Houston Rockets. Um, I know he's involved with. The automobile industry. That's nothing to be proud of, honestly. No, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, I I know he's heavily involved with the automobile industry in America. Um, I've been... Planes. He flies planes. Uh, apparently, 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 he's uh, he's the one who does the uh, 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 Tom Hardy scenes of flying of flying the actual airplane in Dunkirk of uh, by Christopher Nolan. So apparently, when when the, they are, they're filming the outside of the plane fly, uh, flying over the sea, actually, it's Dan Friedkin uh, 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 sitting in that plane. That's what I read. Yeah, I, I mean, incredible stuff. Um... And for you, a cinephile, <laughs> and myself a, a little bit, not nearly as much as you. I mean, this would be great. And, and certainly not um, as much as David Amoyal. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but it, it's it's crazy because I've been – listen, when this sort of stuff happens, the amount of back-channel digging and conversations that go on are enormous. So once you stick your foot in the water, you really have to – you go down this wormhole. It's sort of like – do you ever go on YouTube and you go on there to oh, look yeah. for football highlights, but then you find yourself looking min- at like videos of squirrels and 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 yeah, and, thirty-five minutes later yeah. you're watching like the Discovery Channel and you're watching cheetahs fight rhinoceroses yes. or something. Yes, that's sort of the level to which you have to go to get reliable information, 
And I'm talking to the point of introducing yourself to people who have no clue who the hell you are, what you do, or even know what Roma or football is. Because I'm dealing with a lot of Americans when I was doing a lot of this digging. And it, it took me forever to find anything of substance. So I got something very late yesterday. Very, 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 very late yesterday. And what I learned, and I reported it on the website, was that Dan Friedkin, the CEO who, who is obviously the, the lead of this Friedkin group, he has been left very impressed by Guido Fienga, Roma's current CEO, and also Baldissoni, who is obviously he leads the talks and the planning for the stadium, but he has been rumored over the last few months to potentially be leaving the club. And Friedkin would also want to keep Gianluca Petracchi, the current sporting director of the club. He wants to keep the management team in place. So I found that interesting. This whole thing, it's just shrouded in mystery. We don't know what Palotta wants. I've been talking to Palotta, but he's not divulging course, anything yeah, as you would course. imagine. Um, so does this have the you know these rumors coinciding with if you've been following the website i i understand a lot of this is technical and financial and it can be a bit dry at times but roma for those of you who have been following that portion of it roma are having a capital increase within the club they're get, uh palota's group they're they're getting a cash injection so i find the timing of this interesting where the club are considering bringing on investors while this cash injection capital increase is happening could it be a coincidence perhaps but i don't think it is and i also find it interesting that palotta wants to be involved with roma at all costs even in a minority capacity so i know that's a lot to chew on i know it can be very confusing but given that we at least know what we know for sure is that palotta is interested in selling at least a portion of the club what do you make of that, Andy? A positive thing, negative thing? I, I think you and I have been not nearly as harsh as others have towards him, but maybe your opinion has swayed a bit. Yeah, we're, well, we are labeled the uh, amichetti di pallotta. Well, uh... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I think... I think it, it can only be really interpreted in a in a po- in a positive light um, for you know, and it de- it does. I mean, it's it's for everybody. I, you know, it doesn't depend on what your opinion of Palota is. I think um, when there is when there is clear interest, and you know, we're there is talk of cash injections. There's talk of uh, of of all this money potentially. Uh, going to Roma and you know a new ownership and oh how much he's worth and this and that. Um, it, to me, the most important thing is that it has to it has to mean something. Come on, it has to mean something in uh, when talking about the stadium. It 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 has to like why would you know why would a guy like Palotta want to hang around uh, this this whole stinking town? Um, no disrespect, but it, it, you know, not not in the literal sense, but whatever. Um, if it wasn't for for something exciting about to happen, you know, and why would be anybody be really interested in, in a Roma that you know is now fighting for that Champions League spot desperately? And if it wasn't for something exciting hanging in the air, um, you know, and to me the. 
all of these jumping, you know, people jumping to conclusions and, you know, expecting this deal to go through extremely smoothly. And <laughs> some people, you know, reading the, 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 the stock market and interpreting, oh, my God, are we going to get sold <laughs> next week or something? Um, these things take a long time. And, you know, as somebody rightfully pointed out, it's 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 often very complicated to to get you know a deal like this through and you know to to see it through smoothly so i expect a few bumps on the way if it if it happens um but aside from that i mean right now you know uh, despite the brilliant work from our friends uh, uh, Alessandro Ostini and Filippo Biafra from Il Tempo, we're still in the dark and I think these things will stay in the dark for as long as, as possible. Yeah, it's um, it, unless this person who just randomly sent me a direct message that I, I just sent you a screenshot of, <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> unless they can give me the goods. Give us the goods. Um, I don't think we're, yeah, I don't think we're going to be learning a lot, unfortunately, as you just alluded to. These things take time. We are talking about more money and funds than you and I and our children and our children's children will ever deal with throughout their entire lifetime. <laughs> so you can understand why it's slow, why it takes time. But from a just from a pure – because, listen, when, when things like this happen, when rumors come up, the first thing I get – literally, when I tweeted that out today about the, the, the Friedkin – being interested in keeping the majority of Roma's management team. The f- is it happening? Is well, it happening? that. And the first thing people ask is, are we going to have a big January transfer market now? Oh, my. F- <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, come on. Correlation. <laughs> yeah. I Listen, this is going to take a while. Do, do I think it will have an effect on the January transfer market? No. Um, no, but- certainly not. Just from what you've seen of Palotta, from how we've seen the club operate under his tenure, just very dry, yes, no, would be happy, wouldn't be happy. Do you think think it would be a positive thing if he handed the reins over to somebody else? Because I can stick up for him as much as I want. I can point to the positives. But the one thing that you just cannot argue with that people will always go back to is that Roma have won nothing under him? Yeah, I mean, I said it. I, I, I always said. I, I mean, this is what I think. I think that uh, Palota's presidency was doomed from the start because of the expectations and because of what it what it meant. Um, Palotta is the president who who uh, uh, who's who's during whose tenure uh, the likes of Totti and De Rossi had to leave and left in the fashion that they they left and that was never going to be easy uh no matter who the president was that already is uh you know a big big talking point that will most likely cripple any anyone's legacy at a club like Roma where these two figures are such extreme importance and then you have the fact of you know the the uh, the 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 lack of trophies and that's a legitimate point um i always said it that you know whatever happens it's always going to be palota at the end of it who's gonna get blamed and uh, that's been the case for years now so i will i will always say that if palota can get out of this and leave us in 
you know, in a stable fashion. Not that we are like uh, when when Rossella was here and uh, we were basically begging for the likes of Loria and uh, Adriano. Uh, um, if if that isn't the case, if we are we're stable, if we are all right as as a club, if then that's the most important thing. Then I would be happy if he left and somebody else took over so that you you enter a new cycle because uh, this 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 presidency will always be scrutinized, will always be looked down upon uh, by everybody, fans, media, um, and even the good things will will not be uh, uh, um, will not be taken into consideration. Yeah, again, it's a very it's a very sensitive subject. If I if I stick up for him, it, you know, it makes it seem like I'm I'm you know uh, a shill for him. And if I criticize him, you know, I'm just piling on. Listen, I I think it's very gray. There's positive things he's done, particularly from a financial standpoint, and there's there's negative things. There's a lot of negative things. Not having won a single trophy, I think, is an embarrassment. So, again. I don't think it's drastically one way or the other. I think you can take pieces and bits of both. And I think the truth as to whether it's been positive or negative lies somewhere in the middle. So that's where we're going to leave it. We will be back later in the week. Once the Europa League match in Turkey happens, we will be back with our reaction to hopefully be discussing Roma's second victory in a row. So, as always, thank you so, so much for listening. As I said, we will talk to you in a few days. And until then, ciao.